the Finicky Podcast. And this is a special episode because not only am I here with Andrew Bottom and his glorious headset and terrible UCLA shirt, but I'm also here with my dad. Dad, say hi. Hey, hi there. See, he's right there. Bottom, how excited are you for this? Uh, you said it was a surprise. is the, the biggest surprise I could have imagined. So biggest I'm very excited to be on this set. Possible. Oh, I well, well for the, the positives the, and the well, negatives, he knows nothing the, about football nor fantasy football that has happened in any recent shape or time. But uh, bottom, do you remember when we went to the we did Vegas and we did all of the uh, oh man the uh, scare tactics and in, in the bars? I wasn't on scare tactics. Oh no, you're gonna be a terrible guest for this then. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me fill you in. I was on that show. Yeah. <laughs> really good. I heard people got scared with yeah, Actually, a lot of there was a doctor in this skit that had to, his job was to split Siamese twins. And I wanted the role so bad, and my son said, you're not a member of the union. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly how I said it. I think I had a calmer delivery than that. My, but... my one chance for a cameo. Right. Here we go. We, go. we have sound effects. There it is. See? There we, we have sound effects. We're... You got to be able to use your power to get people in positions that you want, Julian. Bottom, yeah. we were fresh out of college. The level of power that we had... <laughs> You had, a, ounces. you had a lot of power, Julian. Tons sure. of power. No. Um, all right. So, yeah, uh, to describe to my dad. So, Bottom, how would you describe? I've been trying to do a good job explaining what the Finicky Podcast is, and I'm not doing a great job. Bottom, this is it's up to you. What is Finicky and what is the Finicky Podcast? Um, well, the, the finicky podcast is Julian's opportunity to, you know, take an hour away from the kids, I don't you know, like once this is week, going. <laughs> so we can hide in his, his bar and have some drinks and have some good conversation about football. Um, finicky is our fantasy football league. Um, I am, you know, uh, probably the, the lowest scoring member of the entire group. However, um, I bring a lot of, uh, you know, um, insightful thoughts to the podcast uh and julian tends to care the entire time uh while we're talking but um yes this is a weekly a weekly event uh and you know i try to be on whenever uh julian gives me a, a call what bottom's trying to say is that he's not it's not all about football it's about camaraderie it's about yes. it's about uh, discussion he gives contrast to the texture of the sport that's okay. exactly I, it yeah yeah, yeah. I, I could see that the <laughs> way he delivered that uh, you know i did buy football uniforms once for kids in kodiak it's not like <laughs> i've never been affiliated with it right sole owner of the kodiak football league I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, Julian, your dad has a better radio voice than you do. Damn it, he might, he might need to be the leader of Hi, the. Hi, boys uh, and girls. Welcome to the story hour. <laughs> That's not what I wanted to hear. You're getting replaced. <laughs> Any more illustrious feedback, Andrew? Thank you a lot for that. The the one thing I will give Julian compliments for is he can do the opening. The Welcome to the Finicky Podcast opening, exactly the same every single time. The same tone, the That's same length. We all have it's, a gift. We all yeah. have our gifts. 
Yes. Um, well, I mean, before we dive into too much football, unless, Dad, I don't think you have any football hot takes. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I no was Bobcats. Go- yeah, we were going to see the Bobcats, but we couldn't get tickets. <laughs> we like, yeah, no, Montana Bobcats. Those, yeah. those are tough tickets to oh. come by. Yeah. I, us uh, having, uh... Really, for the Cougs, having, because um, the majority of the podcasts are all Cougs, uh, having no, well, we have a temporary home. Uh, we've thought about all of the possibilities. And honestly, without the Pac-12 and the possibility of joining a conference that is on the Atlantic coast or in the south, the, the Montana situation isn't bad. Like, they have their rivalry. They have their home. And no one's coming for it. No one's looking to shake it up. No one is. They they have that one Montana Montana State rivalry game every year, and everyone pays attention. Then no one cares for the rest of the year. We were insured there were tickets for us this next weekend, and alas, somebody mm-hmm. bought them out. You know, so the demand is more than anticipated. I'm not even sure who they play, but it's a not even it's a, a good team. I yeah. Think. I mean, I I sat on the right side of the stadium drinking beer and tailgate parties with your half brother Nick, <laughs> just the same as I did with you at Wazoo. Wait a second, Whoa. Nick couldn't get you tickets? No. Oh, we're sending him this episode. Shame, <laughs> Nick. Shame on the inability to get Dad the tickets that he rightly deserves. <laughs> Lifetime Bobcats fan. What what do you think about the there was a, a hot take from the Boise State coach that we talked about maybe a promotion relegation league where if you're in the promotion league you get to play in a, a power five conference and if you're the relegation league you you don't. I love that it was a bold proposal from Boise State to do something that was never that has never been done in college <laughs> football ever. And he was like, I've got an idea, but hey, the Cougs will be fine in relegation because I don't think we'd be the ones getting relegated, so we'd be totally fine. Yeah. Um, Dad, anything else you remembered from our Vegas? No. Yes, I took him to see Cheech and Chong's oh, final act. Damn it. Oh my you gosh! Know, no, I want their humor was things. went up in smoke, just the same as their careers. <laughs> but, uh, but I did uh, speaking of Wazoo, I set, uh, I I spent some time there a half a century ago, and then I returned uh, to watch uh, Julian uh, Hoot and Holler from the grandstands as. It, what I really remembered most was when the ref called something wrong, the power of negative voice in the stands <laughs> is really intimidating. I wanted to let them know that I politely disagreed. Yeah. <laughs> you said, that's my son. He, that's, my <laughs> that's right. That was, I will think, that's one of the things that the more we think about college that during parents weekend, we would just bring parents into the student section and just let them coexist with the anarchy that was drunk kids at a 1.15 p.m. kickoff. We tried to deal with that. They were trying to get a new rug in their their fraternity, and I brought a beer chest with uh, eight cases of Alaskan beer in it. And then Ooh. when the bidding started... I ended up buying it for him <laughs> and it went to his room. And I appreciated that. And I will say, it's so funny, those auctions, you nailed it perfectly because there would be parents who would bring things of great value. 
right? Um, $400 worth of Microsoft software sitting right there. And the auctioneer would be like, can I get 50? Can <laughs> we get 50? Whereas you bring $80 worth of beer. And so it was like $500. <laughs> They supply. had the opener on the side. Though. That's right. That really, guys, nice. supply and demand. Yeah. Supply he knows and his demand. audience. He knows his audience. That's right. that's the first the first lesson. So, all right, bottom. I'm gonna let my dad go because it's late and he doesn't want to do this any more than this. But, dad, any closing words? Um, there are strange things done in the midnight sun by Dude, the men who moil for gold. The arctic trails of their secret tales that would make your blood run cold. The northern lights have seen queer sights, but the queerest they ever did see was that night on the marge of Lake Labarge when I cremated Sam McGee. Now I have so much questions about Sam McGee. <laughs> he was a football player when he was in school. That's totally relevant. <laughs> All right. Dad, thanks for coming on to hey, kick off the pod. Pleasure, I'm going to go explain Thank the you. bottom for a while now what happened last week in football. But before that, I just want to thank you for coming on. All right. All right, it's been man. our pleasure. And Teddy, the dog, and my wife, Chris, <laughs> might be their only chance for showbiz. All right, bottom, where should we start? Let's start at the worst matchup possible and the worst matchup, ma po <laughs> worst matchup possible is exactly as you would expect it. Stephanie Tucker versus the Ben Dirige. Oh, man. I'm going my week four here, man. We're in week like, four because, yeah, week yeah, four is yeah. in, in the review mirror and... <clears throat> I mean, let's start with Joe Burrow because it has so much. This is Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. Saquon Barkley versus Josh Jacobs. Like, it sounds like a clash of the Titans, but right now all these Titans are just wounded so greatly. I don't know if Saquon <laughs> – I'm hoping Saquon's not going to play against the Seahawks. Um, Josh Jacobs hasn't done anything yet, and it's not his fault. It's just because the Raiders suck so much. Mahomes versus Jets. Joe Burrow versus Tennessee. Why? What are you thinking here, Bottom? Is this going to work out? Um, you know, I, I know that uh, we give Steph a hard time about leaning on her Giants, but uh, I feel like it's just not the Giants' year this year. Um, <laughs> and I, I will be honest that this is not looking really at their rosters at all, but I feel like Ben is a really a much stronger one and two than what it looks like. Joe uh, Burrow... I was looking at the numbers. He got 50 pass attempts last week. Like, I mean, he got eight fancy points or whatever, but like 50 pass attempts, like the numbers are there. The opportunity is there. It's kind of a shame that Stephanie ended up with Burrow because it, it could have been a poison pill for any of us at that point. And it's really not oh, yeah, surprising I mean, that she's 0-3 because he should be a top-tier deliverer, and he's not. And you drafted him to be that. So... Two questions. One, and it seems unlikely, but does Joe Burrow turn around in week four? And then uh, two, would you try to trade for Joe Burrow? If you think that maybe his future is brighter than just like week four. Uh, I, I'm going to throw this out to Stephanie. I will trade for Joe Burrow because oh! I need to And I'm going to come some problems very soon once I hit some of the guys. Uh, I definitely 
you know, as much as the robots have helped me get a lot of good wide receivers, they did not do the best in the, in the quarterback category. We'll talk about me a little bit later, but I would say that I'm surprised Cincinnati is one and two this year. Thought they'd be much better, and I expect a lot more out of Joe Burrow coming up. Well, you've got the positions space available since you still have three linebackers. By the way, you a, we're not going to talk about it now. Um, yeah, speaking of just before we leave, Derrick and Tucker. Derrick is playing all of the Minnesota running backs. Uh Justin Tucker just has, I mean, he had all those chances to kick the game winner and then Matt Gay kicked it for him. Um, I just, yeah, it's a lot of interesting stuff. It seems closer than it should be. The Cowboys yeah. coach isn't even a sure thing. So what are you going to say? Ben Derger or Stephanie the Tucker? I'm going to say Ben. Ben, ben has been bringing it really hard the last couple Buddy. of years. And I feel like he is no longer a dark horse. Like ben is... Dare I say it? Not a Titan yet. He's not on Snake's level because Snake has really, you know, carried the league for quite a lot of years. But I feel like Ben is uh, the new hot stuff, you know. And this year just didn't start off hot, but I think he'll come back. I hear you on that. And honestly, I I would agree with Ben Derrick only because I don't want Daniel Jones to do well against the Seahawks and also Saquon Barkley. Hopefully, he doesn't play. But like, um. It just feels like Derrick is due for a big waiver week. Like I know we got Devon A. Shane just sitting on there, and that's the fun thing about doing a Tuesday episode. Uh, waivers haven't processed yet, and Devon A. Shane is just sitting out there, and Ben Derrick is the master of the waiver wire. Bottom, the guy had 200 yards as the backup quarter, backup running back. Do you think what well, if you had to put a price? What's Ben Derrick going to spend? I'm assuming Ben Derrick is going to get him. What would Ben Derrick spend? And Devon is shamed. There's been a lot of crazy spending going on already. Um, I don't think Ben's going to throw out 70-plus like Zach would, but um, I feel like he might. across the bow, Zach. He might. Spendy bitch. (laughs) 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 I could see him putting down $35. $35? Well, that ain't going to get it done. This is Devon is shamed. This isn't just, just this is Walmart think, brand running back. This, is, <laughs> this isn't even Nordstrom Rack. This is the real Nordstrom. All right, moving on. We are going to go to, I'm just going to click one. Fuck it. We are going to go to, oh, shit. We're going to yours. We're going to bottom. Bottom versus Antes. Oh, my God. Bottom. You're two and one. This doesn't make any sense. I'm doing great. Robots picked your team. This isn't fair. I mean, I did score um, 51 points on a punter while getting probably a net three on my quarterbacks because one was minus nine. Matt Gay, who was not a punter. <laughs> Sorry, my kicker. Put respect on his name and title. Um, <laughs> yes, the man with three running backs, three, three, sorry, three linebackers and two uh, Denver running backs accumulating on his bench. While Russell Wilson also has his quarterback, a lot of this doesn't add up. Uh, <laughs> bottom, what's the plan for you here? What do you? What's the? What's the game plan here? Yeah. How are you attacking this game? I have a lot of concerns. One, because <laughs> I think, I think, I think as as much as I know Emily is officially a Denver fan, um, I think she would go again for Denver over to Seahawks. So they were playing head to head. And I don't know if she's an undercover Russell Wilson fan because I feel like something so much hate makes you love someone, and I can't oh tell if she's there God, yet. Bottom. But are you trying I, to get me in fucking trouble? I, I've, I've, listened, I've been listening to the 
entire pod, every pod I've listened to. So, you know, I've been, you know, trying to contemplate that. But in terms of Russell Wilson, I don't know. You guys might be right. He could be benched soon. That was a 70-point game, which is the defense's you know, a lot of their fault, but obviously they weren't controlling. But if controlling you're winning the on offense, if you're keeping the ball, yeah. right? True. They can't That's... score seventy, right? Um, also, Howell is not a good quarterback. I just I, my the, the, <laughs> the robot the popped. The, the robots gave me Kyler Murray, who can't play for like five weeks, so I had to find someone. Um, so that bubble popped after the first two weeks. So luckily, I had a lot of points from a kicker. Um, I also have a lot of good wide receivers, so I will throw this question out to you, Julian. I don't know if this is meddling in the in the pot a little metal, bit, but I have just metal. I have Judy and Sutton on my bench, yeah, who are good, decent wide receivers. Yeah. I don't know if I should replace some of my wide receivers that are currently, you know. Well, the thing is, but, Bonham, you don't need to fucking think about it because you have Nick fucking Bolton and TJ Edward just sitting there. Like, you know what? If you're gonna own it, if you're gonna be a Denver guy. Be a Denver guy, <laughs> all right? The computers chose this for you. I want you to obliterate people to the nether regions with Russell Wilson, Judy, and Sutton. And all I can say is that you don't have Mims yet, and maybe you go out and get them. Because, like, col- like collect the whole set. Just go for it. You don't but need that, you don't need linebackers, Dad. If you're still listening to me, you need one linebacker, and Andrew Bottom has three. <laughs> I hope you're not listening still. But if you are, let's keep this going. I should at least explain the rules. Uh, yeah, you you don't need three. Also, the fun thing is that for you, Sadie Olukun, and yes, that's right. I just pronounced that correctly, Dad. Uh, Six thirty in the morning is the start time for that game. Are you gonna wake oh up gosh. nice and early to watch? Uh, for you, Sadie Olokun, two for two, uh, to, uh, to do you know, see how many tackles he gets? <laughs> Definitely. Most of my games are really early. Jeez, 6.30 and all 10s almost. Yeah, hot horrible. start. Um, yeah, I will anybody say wants Jacksonville or Atlanta to supply their entertainment for the evening, you got get, to get going early. I do, I do wonder, um, did the robots pick DJ Moore for the number one pick because I am DJ Moore Butts, or was that just by chance? Honestly, I'm going to give that <laughs> one to AI. I think AI got the win. <laughs> Way to go, AI. Um, all right, so, bottom, I'll pick this one since you can't. Um, I'm really interested to see if Dallas Goddard even becomes a thing. So I'm not going to give the win to George Kittle, but I'm actually going to give it to DJ Moore because right now he's slotted against Mike Williams who can't play football because his knee is not intact. I'm going to give it to Christopher Antez and Gardner Minshew and uh, Dallas Goddard and uh, and seeing if they can... I just... I, I'm going to see it's, if it's going to be up to them. If If... The system works for Antez, he'll win. If DJ Moore versus Denver works out, you'll win. And honestly, I guess I'm just going to have to lean on Christopher Antez and his his, his allegiances. So I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, Christopher Antez, you're toast. You had a good run, but you will be 2-2. Two and two, And that is... Out. That's how I'm predicting it. And I, Howard, I Stephanie, if you, if you listen to this podcast before the wave wire, you could drop Joe Burrow and I could pick him up. Think about it. Bottom, you got to go shopping. You got to go shopping <laughs> for a quarterback. And you know what? I'm going to give a quick look. I'm going to give a quick look just because I like everything to be, uh, you know, recorded for the record. Um, 
man, bottom. I'm looking at it, and there's not a lot of options for you. <laughs> what do you um, think? I picked up who I picked up. <laughs> you might, you might have to be a Ryan Tannehill guy if Cincinnati oh, isn't starting Joe Burrow. You might be, have to be a Tanny fan. I just, I mean, I take him over Zach Wilson. Tanny fan, or hey, Always Winston. Let's hear it out for maybe just a little bit. Just a little bit of Jameis Winston because that would be fun. That would be fun. And I will not pick up Baker Mayfield. So I was going to play the SpongeBob theme, but one, it didn't play when I clicked it, but also because like crab legs. And that's actually not like. (laughs) All right. We got to get moving. This pod can't last forever. Um, Ooh, the next matchup is going to be bottom. Who who do you want to see? What do you want to you want to do? Oh, that's um, right. We want to do Zach versus Bliss. I was gonna say because I want to know Bliss. Let's get it. What is here. Bliss's name? I still don't know. No one understands it. Doesn't make any sense. Zach versus Bliss. Hey, here's a fun conversation. Is is Bliss just a fucking idiot for playing Trevor Lawrence? Right? Like, come on, that guy. Just drop him. Oh, sunshine. He's been doing terrible. What is Trevor Lawrence? Let's see. What is he? He is the 18th best quarterback. Barely even startable. Get him out of here. Drop him. Plays at 6 30 in the morning. Best of luck. Um, he can't take on the likes of Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And by the way, let's talk about that. Bills versus Miami. Fucking firepower meets firepower. Zach is set up for success, except for Lamar Jackson versus Cleveland. Cleveland's got the best defense in football right now. Um, I don't know. I guess you also got to look at Rams versus Indianapolis because Zach is the Rams. So, so bottom, what do you got? Who's who's winning this shit? I mean, I definitely feel like I mean, depending on how is Miami have good defense? They obviously have a high-powered offense. But I is actually defense? think they do. I okay. The thing is, is I I was I was um I was a Patriots fan, like not what this Did week, we know but this? the week before, like week two, oh. I was a Patriots fan. So, um, I was really just like, this is this is my, these are my people now. Um, I'm gonna rock this because I just had faith in Mac Jones throwing 57 times a game. Like you got to have some success there, right? Otherwise, why would you do it? Um. It didn't work. And either Mac Jones is really bad, which is becoming more like a possibility. In fact, that entire draft class could be bad. In fact, the entire draft class of quarterbacks might be really, really, really bad because Tua is in like a high-powered offense, and that's working out. And we thought Justin Herbert was the next coming. And that's fine. But like all the other guys are busting out like crazy. And I'm just thinking that whole that whole draft class is not working out. No one, no one wants Trey Lance anymore. No one wants. Uh, oh God, I can't remember all the names. It's just the whole the whole lot is bad, bad. So, with that in mind, where was I going with that? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I asked you if Miami had good defense. <laughs> the Miami defense is really good. This is deep enough in the podcast. My dad's not listening anymore. He's, he's not, you know, he heard his own voice and he's, he's past it. Uh, they've got pass rushers who are a little bit banged up, but if they're playing, I think the Miami, I think Miami top to bottom is like a Super Bowl team, but you know, it's week three. So what am I saying? Um, bottom who wins? 
Right now, Lamarck Jandrews is projected at 165, and stupid Ben Bliss and his dumb team name, gotta fix it, is 153. Uh, it's Kirk Cousins versus Carolina also, and, like, Carolina sucks. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, I'm surprised how many. He's a, a pretty good fantasy pick this year. Um, I mean, minus week one, but... Uh, pick one bottom. I mean, Quarterback-wise, I'm missing a go overall with Zach. Also Zach? because whenever we pick Bliss, he automatically, win, he automatically loses. So I'm going to definitely pick Zach because Zach oh, is one yeah, Zach has absolutely win. no chance at losing this matchup. He's too powerful and too good. <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, the not game of the week. That is me versus Snake. Um... Poor Snake really went on the running quarterback thing. Justin Fields is projected yeah. for 18 points this week. Bottom? How the fuck does that work? Oh, that's going to be a really not fun game to watch Chicago and Denver playing each other. So if he's projected, uh, so right now, I mean, I guess this makes sense, but Justin Fields is projected to have by far the best game of the year. Um, makes sense. 11 this, points this Green Bay, 10 points for Tampa Bay, 7 points for Kansas City. Is this it? Is this when Justin Fields turns the corner? What do you think? I think I think it's his breakout game. Fuck I mean, off. don't like you. Don't <laughs> you. I didn't want to hear that. You know what I wanted to hear? I baited and, you. And, and it's at Soldier Field, right? So. Oh yeah, that's the home field advantage that makes a yeah. difference. Yeah, I know. I mean, if they were in Denver, obviously it'd be altitude. But Soldier Field, you got the cold, you know. Um, Are we in the cold already? <laughs> Are we maybe in the not. cold already? I do wonder when we get closer to like shitty weather season if maybe Justin Fields becomes like a better like oh now the numbers start to run out or round out because he's running all the time. That's a good point. Um, and, and even though I think the Hawks can beat the Jets, the Jets have a good defense, so I don't know that Geno's gonna get tons of points. Fuck off. Geno Smith is going to shred the Giants. It's the Giants <laughs> bottom. And uh, Oh, the Giants, not the Jets. Sorry, I thought it was the my Jets. My CJ okay. Stroud, my Stroud boys, my Stroud boys, you know, so I've changed allegiances and I've changed my team name. I am now the Stroud boys uh, <laughs> over a lack of creativity because uh, I couldn't come up with a good team name for Tank Dell. I don't know. I can't don't stop it. Just get out of here. I don't care. CJ Stroud to Tank Dell is the only thing that's keeping me alive right now. It's my new favorite part of fantasy football. Mac Jones had his time. He did. And I and I miss him. But I can't I can't let Mac Jones come back. He's just uh I don't know. The interesting thing is you have you have the KC head coach and he's got the KCD. Yeah, that's, oh, that's true. interesting. But that's true. That is and I have the well, I also have the Kansas City kicker and I also have Travis Kelsey, but Yeah. You know. Oh, you okay? Well, you have Taylor Swift power, so you win oh, hands down. Not even, right. not even, not close. The, you got Taylor Swift power. power. Is that it? Power. Is that the reason everything that's was working it. on? That's it. You, I, I don't even have to do any more input. You. All right. So now I have enacted the Taylor Swift strength. This is like my superpower. My superpower definitely isn't having. The fastest, youngest wide receiver nope. in uh, the NFL skipping the highest scoring game of all time with Jalen Waddle just not playing in a 70 to 20 route. No, no. But now he's back. He's going to play against Buffalo. We'll see how that goes. Bottom, you got to make the pick here. I do have the power of Swifty, 
I mean, I think Kansas City's not going to lose another game. Kelsey's going to get all the touchdowns because he's got to perform for Taylor. So I'm giving you, giving you the win. All right. Well, with that, shake it off, Snake. <laughs> I'm winning. Um, it's guaranteed. Okay, so now we're on to actually a pretty the good matchup. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm uh, disturbed by this. It's JP is off to a really intense three and zero start. His uh, the standings are kind of out of control of how much he's been scoring. And if he wasn't the only person in Finicky to go eight and zero, just to like lose six straight, I'd be afraid. But the interesting thing is, bottom. If I look at points forced, this is actually a clash of the titans. JP has 609 points, and Lyle has 555. These are the two most explosive teams in all of finicky football, which I find to be pretty impressive. impressive. Actually, this would be a question for Swamp Nasty fighting cappies. The historian is, I feel like John Paul the last maybe three seasons has... Been pretty explosive. I feel like he's had some really hot starts and has maybe taken a little of the shine away from Snake, who used to be the perennial Ooh, favorite. How hot take. Dare hot take. You. <laughs> I will say, after highlighting all this, I've realized I am ninth uh, in uh, points for us, which is not what I wanted to see ahead of Stephanie. Which Sorry, Stephanie. Um, but also I'm the most moves made. I don't know. It's an insecurity <laughs> thing. I'm just, I'm trying the hardest and doing the worst. I don't know what to do. Um, either way, I don't like these stats. I oh, who's had the most points against, uh, the least have been snake and the most have been me and Darage. Yeah. Fuck you guys. It's your fault. It's not <laughs> me. This isn't a me problem. Anyway, uh, looking at it, um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna lean on your professional analysis here, but JP's got the dynamic Her duo of Herbert and Tua. And as long as Tua's brain is intact, you add those two on top of McCaffrey and McCaffrey, does uh, Lyle even have a chance? He just lost to one of the worst teams in Finicky, uh, which is me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say Lyle has two quarterbacks that I haven't heard about until today. So um, I will say that just on names alone, I would say JP has all the star power. Um, well, here's and- something to think about. Um, Lyle has been doing really well, and he had that that really great Cowboys defense. Um, he has. Over 110 points in three weeks, honestly averaging 30 points a week in his linebacker, which is, mm. I would I would bet to say, the highest scoring person in Finicky. Let's take a look. All of Finicky. Going to go points ranking. Here we go. My kicker. All, all My fan kicker. Of fantasy points. Oh, no. He's got more than that. Let's look at this. My math can't be that bad. Who has a, oh, 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 this is uh, not, that's not available. Let's go not available. Right, here we go. All right. No, I fucked it up again. Okay, here we go. Yes. 
Good I, God. No, that can't be right. Here we go. All right. Here it is. Yeah, Matt, I was like, my hair's got to be up there. Okay. This is going to F you up. Uh, here God. are the top scores in Finicky. Zaire Franklin, which is for uh, Nasty, has 93 points so far, averaging 31 points a game. And then followed by uh, Matt Gay, Tyler Bass, uh, Jake Elliott, Jason Sanders, who is unrostered, everyone. TJ Edwards, also on Bottoms team, but never started. And then Jake Moody, and then Justin Herbert, and then Raheem Mostert, and then fuck you, bottom for your city, Olukung. Are you kidding me? Are you? You have the two top, er, two of the top three linebackers, and you're only playing one of them. I'm upset. With you. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm, upset I'm, with you. I'm I'm ready to wheel and deal. Well, all that to say is that Herbert and Tua are by far the two most productive quarterbacks in football. Uh, Outside of Kirk Cousins and that crazy. So it goes 75 points, 68 points, 67 points. And the next person is Jordan Love with 63. And then Patrick Mahomes with 60. And then Russell Wilson. This year is upside down and I'm upset about it. <laughs> I will say your eighth best uh, quarterback in that run is uh, CJ Stroud. So y'all eat the dicks. Uh, luckily, or unfortunately, there's no songs that actually match up with CJ Stroud's name. So um back to where we started jp versus lyle bottom who's gonna win this thing can you even well in fact well, we, let's start it differently explain to me how lyle can win this game starting kenny pickett <laughs> i guess if he's got anthony richardson back right is that it is that the whole thing i guess well richardson he's not he well lyle's not even uh starting him right now well we're we're in mid tuesday we have, we're, I mean, we're not, but like if Anthony Richardson starts this game against the Rams, does he? Is this it? Does he have a chance? I well, uh, if you can see that JP is playing the Jets defense against KC, which is a great defense, but KC is a great offense. So I'm gonna say that uh, the defense is on the field the entire game. Kansas City just gets lots of points, runs it up, lots of minus so points. So you think this game is decided Jets D versus yep. Cowboys D? 100%. Oh, man. It's science. But you know what that means. <laughs> that means you're leaving your entire world up to Mr. Mac Jones. <laughs> I assume there's a song going on right now that I can't hear. <laughs> oh, you can't hear it? Oh, did I not do the thing? One second, one second. Right, right, right. There it is. Ah, oh, yes. Now you see, now it's pumping through your veins. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, I like the defensive battle. I'm going to go ahead and give it to, if and it's, it's going to be decided by Anthony Richardson, Justin Herbert, and Tua. And then maybe by the Buffalo defense. I don't know. If Tua can get slowed down and Justin Herbert step on his own dick, maybe. But I don't know. <laughs> We'll see. I'm excited. This is a fun matchup. I'm glad we kind of ended on it. Because, um, right, we did my shit matchup. Yeah, so, all right, that's all of that. Bottom, we've we've done all of, we've walked through all these things. And now we just got to finish up talking about our favorite thing, which is Cougar and Oregon State football. Bottom, what are your vibes? Tell me what you got. 
Um, you know, I love the camaraderie between between the two schools. Um, uh, it was it looks like a closer game than what it really was in the end. I think the Cougs, you know, outplayed the Beefs. Uh, oh man, no, we let but, him come back. We made him. We let him come back. That was. I will. I will say. I don't know how you felt because you are obviously a child of two parents when it comes to Oregon State and WSU, but. I was when they started to come back. You know, usually I get the the cold, like the hair raising on the back of like <gasps> we're gonna cook it. But like this was to me, it was more like, oh man, like we're gonna let them. Like this is gonna be a close game. We're gonna win, but this will be a close game, and that's good for both teams. I I I, I, I kind of I kind of had well so whenever the Cougs and Beavs play I usually go for whoever has the better chance to get a better bowl game or you know if it's basketball into the tournament. Right. This case they were both equal, but yeah I was kind of similar. I was like I just wanted to be close so one the loser doesn't fall down the rankings a lot, which because right. that's not Beavs good for the pack too. We need we're yeah, thinking about the exactly. pack too. Exactly. Um, so the Beavs play Utah this weekend on Friday. Everyone should be watching. Because everyone should be going for the Beavs on their games as well at this point. And uh, Wazoo plays uh, the following weekend at UCLA. So I'm trying to get the LA boys to go. This is a, this is an open call. I want to see everyone there. And I don't want any excuses, Antez, that I'm working. And Zach, I have a kid. And Lyle, I'm That's serving beer kid. to people. I want to see you all there in your cool gear. Because that's what you should do. Nailed it. Support the pack two. Ooh, they rhymed. That's what you should do to support the pack two. Oh, I wish you'd have saved that for our like end of game rant. Okay, well you've got your end of game rant now. No, no, I, I have a different route. Oh, you do? Route. Okay, you're yeah. ready. You're primed. Okay, that uh, we're doing it. All right, and it's going now. It's so going now. It's there. It is. Going. The sound. The Sounders have a new logo. I don't know if anyone's seen it. It's very classy. The Space Needle, 1974. I saw uh, it. I didn't love not, it. I'm not even a Sounders fan, but on the off, not the main graphic, but the side graphics, there's an orca. You can get in all of your, you know, your hats you want. So I know Julian's gonna have a lot of orca hats moving forward. He pretends he doesn't like it, but I guarantee you, Julian will have multiple orca hats and shirts starting the next Sounders season. Because I'm a big right Free Willy fan? What's going on? Yeah, I don't care. 100%. <laughs> it's a clean look, Julian. I'm not even a Sounders fan, but it's a clean look. Why are we rebranding? Do we need to? Is this a thing? It's Tell a, me. It's their 50th anniversary. They uh, wanted to go into the future. Sorry, you the know? 50th? Yeah. Of the Sounders? Well, they were playing the NASL, which is like the earlier league. Um, you need to know the history of, of soccer in America, Julian. We will go over this in our next podcast uh, called The History of Soccer. Um, I also have one more comment to make. I was listening to Conan Needs a Fan recently, and he interviewed this guy who has a radio broadcast, and he said, Conan said, how's that doing? And he goes, oh, we don't have a lot of listeners. And Conan said, well, how many listeners do you, listeners do you have? And he said, I have four. So the Finicky Podcast We're is doing doing better than his. And with that, this has been the Finicky Podcast. Thank you, Bottom. Thank you, Dad, for popping in. Good Finicky and good night. There it is.